It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. You're listening to the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds Podcast presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. Elliot from LA as the uh, the birds are 5-0, and oh, man. Like, I know that we're going to get into a lot of, you know, I'm sure there's stuff that uh, that there's, people are going to be critical about. And, you know, the red zone and the feistiness on the sidelines and all that. But, you know, this team hasn't come close to playing its best football and Jalen I thought was great today we'll get into that and for the most part and ultimately this team is able to impose their will on other teams even when things aren't clicking you know I know it wasn't the best win again and everyone wants to see him firing on all cylinders but you know they stacked another win and they were definitively better and could have won by more in my opinion how you doing pal Doing good. So I have some thoughts on Los Angeles as a whole. I am sitting right now in the stadium, in the open air stadium. The breeze is very nice. I'll give it to Los Angeles. They do have a very nice breeze. But as far as the game goes, I think for me, the word that describes this win is professional. It was just a professional win. They flew to LA. It was totally. a work trip. They got in yesterday. They flew in. They came into a. I guess. I guess it's an away stadium. It was mostly Eagles fans, but it was so loud. Yeah. Elliot, let me tell you. Uh, you know, listening on TV, you were obviously there. It was so loud on TV. Yeah, I mean, it was. So the Kelly green jersey definitely pops in the crowd more mm-hmm. than the midnight green, which mm-hmm. makes it stand out. But. I mean, I think the beginning of the game, it was probably 60% Eagles fans, maybe 55%. And then as it became clear that the Rams were not going to win late, it was like 80, 85% Rams fans. I'm sorry, Eagles fans. So definitely a ton of Eagles fans as, you know, of course, I feel like we spend every pod talking about this, but like the Phillies crowds last week, the Eagles crowd this week in LA, like just a special time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. But and a I special the, time for Philadelphia sports fans' reputation, but go ahead. Yes, that's another good point, yes. Um, so, the, like I said, the, win, the word for me that describes this is just professional. Like, 
They weren't great on offense, but they were pretty good. They were actually pretty good on defense after a slow start. Yeah, I mean, they held them to 14 points. It felt like that was like an impossibility early on. Yeah, early on. I mean, I look, I thought the Eagles might need 40 to win. So definitely, <laughs> definitely the defense played better. I thought expected, Cooper Cup was going to have like 400 yards receiving at one right. point. But I think so. Jalen moves to 22 and one. 20, yeah, 22 and one. But also, I think like, I guess it would be 23 and two or 24 and one in his last 25 starts. Something absurd like that. And there's certainly wins along that way, along the way that like we'll remember. And there's games we'll look back on. I think we'll probably remember this Rams game, like just for all the fans. I don't think there was anything super memorable that happened in this game. It was just like they're a team that always wins and they went in LA and they did what they do and they won and you know we'll get into the specifics, but they're just a well-oiled winning machine right now. Like this was not their A plus game. If they play this game against whoever the second best team in the NFL is, like maybe they don't win. But they just win all the time. And I think this was just a professional professional win like this is not a win I think they would have gotten Sirianni's rookie year it's not a win maybe they get early in the year last year when they were still kind of putting it together but right now they're just a team that knows how to win a game and they win it however they need to so it just felt to me watching it like yeah there were certain moments and look I think at halftime they were briefly underdogs uh, on the Parks Casino app um, so it was never really like a lock but they just won this is a professional win so I, I think overall uh Extremely impressive. Look, we spent a lot of time in this offseason talking about the Super Bowl hangover. They did it. They're 5-0. and Like, they, 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 they have beaten the Super Bowl hangover. When I looked up teams over the last 10 years that lost the Super Bowl, none of them, I think the best one was 4-1 and in the last 10 years. None of them were 5-0. and So to come in here, to come into Los Angeles, you know, stars everywhere, like, I don't know. It was just an impressive win by the team. Yeah, and look, uh, you know, the Niners are playing right now. We're recording during that game. But as of right now, one of two uh, undefeated teams in the NFL. They're the only 5-0 and team. Uh, first yeah. time in franchise history. They've gone 5-0 and in back-to-back years. And look, while the Rams, I don't think, are a, a great team or anything, I think, I think they're okay. You know, I think the way the NFL is right now, it feels like there's a handful, seriously, of, of potentially great or great teams or whatever like a f- bunch of mediocre teams and some bad teams, you know, it's that, and yeah. I would say the Rams are in that mediocre bunch and look, you know, going across country and getting a win is never easy. And, you know, they have three road wins now in those five, this Eagles team, you know, and, and, good point. Yeah. you know, so like, again, to the point you made at the top of the pot, I mean, they just handle business, they handle business and they've yet to put it together. I think funny enough when, and we'll get into all of it, but, um, I think when we remember this game, I, I think there's the potential for it to be remembered depending on how the season plays out as the game that that Jalen got his legs back in a way where we yeah, were like, true. oh, yeah, that's because, oh, you know, there was a lot of, oh, you know, is it still there? It was there. It was there. And we'll get into it. Uh, but I also think it'll be remembered for the, the kind of frustrations that happen mm-hmm. on the sidelines and all that, which we'll also get into. But. So let's, Ultim- let's get into that now, maybe. Yeah, but, I, I but real quick, yeah. just to finish my point, ultimately, despite frustrations on the sideline, despite, you know, a, a game where, it, you know, the team, it really never felt like they were fully clicking. They had a bunch of long drives, problems in the red zone, all that. But ultimately, like, they handily beat the Rams, even if it was only a nine-point victory. All right, let's get to the frustration yeah. on the sideline, and then we'll get to other stuff. Like, your take, obviously, there was the... 
you know, the um, Sirianni, Jalen one, the Kelsey Sirianni, Kelsey Jalen on the field a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a fair amount of, of, yeah, the Quez play Quez, uh, and Sirianni either yelling at Brian Johnson or yelling about Quez just in general. Like um, a lot of fire from the Eagles today. Yeah, so I asked Sirianni about the play you just talked, uh, the play we just brought up, the uh, the Quez one, and it sounds like he was yelling at Quez, like he said, you know, as he should have. Yeah, it was bad. Like it what did No, yeah. I would not call another play for that guy. I really wouldn't. And there was a play where you didn't see this, Elliot. I'm sure because that you're there on the broadcast where. Um, you know, Jalen was throwing to the end zone and Quez was open and they made a point yeah, of it. Yeah. I just think Jalen was like, I don't trust you anymore. I don't care how open you are, but go ahead. So on that same play, I thought Kenny Gamble was wide open. I wonder if Jalen just locked in on Devontae. But, Possible. But reg- regardless, so Sirianni said that he was basically giving Quez uh, a talking, like a coaching point on that play. What was interesting, and I'm curious for your perspective on the broadcast, because I'm I'm here and like I see the broadcast, but I only see it like out of the corner of my eye. Like if I'm checking a replay, I don't see like everything they show. But I think that in my recent memory, I can't remember a game that was less kind to the Eagles in terms of like just every time I feel like they were showing clips on the sideline, it was people fighting, people yelling, people not looking like particularly you're, happy. You're, you couldn't hear, though, just to make it clear, not from the broadcasters. You're talking about the uh, just the clips. I'm talking about the images on the side. Yeah, okay. Like, just want to make sure sideline. because I don't want, you know, because I actually, for what it's worth, I think Greg Olson might be the best color guy going right now. He is. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah you're, you're a great Olson fan. Dude, I, um, I was, he's great. But anyway, yeah, I, I, it's an interesting point. I, I don't it just think feel like every time, every single time that they uh, that they uh, cut to the sideline on the broadcast, it was like something that the Eagles probably didn't want shown on TV. Yeah, but you know what? That's the NFL, and that stuff's going to get caught if you're doing it. I don't, I don't think that, you know, I, I think it just means that maybe there was more of it today, and it certainly seemed like they were frustrated. So let's get into to that specific thing of it like what do you make of the fact that you know whatever the broadcast showed there were seemingly more instances of frustration among the look we know Sirianni's a fiery guy we've seen him get fired up all the time like it's not shocking to see him fired up but you know he went at Jalen there I think the you know Kelsey Jalen thing like there were moments of frustration your thoughts on it overall so this might be a simplistic answer, and this is probably not an answer that'll be like, wow, Elliot really is breaking down the X's and O's of football, but this is kind of like my initial instinct. Like, you say it all the time, people, you know, these athletes are human. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, they flew to the West Coast. It didn't yep. start out great. They got a little annoyed. Like, they're 4-0. They knew they were going to win the game. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think this was an issue on the sideline with like, that's a long-term issue. I don't think this is like a sign that behind the scenes, not all is well. I just, I don't know. We all have those days at work where it's like you get there and like you do the job, but you're just like a little annoyed all day. Like I just, that was just kind of my vibe. Like the way Jalen and Nick talked to each other, I thought was like a little out of character. Like you saw Kelsey do the thing after, after like they, they didn't, they didn't get the snap off. Like Sirianni's always a little emotional, so I mean that is a little in character for him. But I, I didn't think this was a sign of larger issues or a sign that like the Rams were doing something that was frustrating them. I just think it was like a game in LA. They're four and It's like one of those days. I, I don't know. I, I think it was just probably like the vibe of the sideline that day. I don't I don't think it was a, a problem or anything like that. I uh, Elliot, I, I I think you're the only thing you said wrong was your opening statement that you shouldn't be 
credited for <laughs> breaking this down uh, brilliantly or anything. I, I think you nailed it, man. And like, you know, I always say the human thing, but also like football is a game of emotion. It's a yeah. game where these guys are going out and beating the, you know, I was going to say beating the crap out of each other, but you know, earmuffs one, two, three, they beat the shit out of each other. Wow. They do. You know that I feel and, like that doesn't deserve and much, like, okay. and yeah, I know, which is great. And you know, better safe than sorry. Uh, but, but like, you know, that's, that's the game and they're meant to go out and, you know, kill the other guy or whatever, you know, metaphorically. And, you know, if, if tensions are going to run high in situations, especially for, for guys who are great, like Hertz and Kelsey, because they expect greatness and they expect greatness from themselves and their perfectionists. I'm sure. Like I know I am when I do my jobs, like I want to do the best job I can. I want to, you know, be perfect about how I do it and it's impossible, but you want to, and it's frustrating. So like, you know, and, and like, as particularly the hurt Sirianni one, like we all remember the whole thing with Jalen saying he likes to get coached hard and he wants to be yelled at and he wants to be coached that way. Like, good we shouldn't be surprised that if nick's gonna do it like you know i, I just and you know uh, and uh, I, I, that's the way he's gonna learn best potentially like you know i've yeah. talked about this many times you know i have but where it's like i'm big on whether whatever job you're in if you're a head coach of a football team or if you're a a manager of a of a, a retail store or if you're a manager of a you know a big company or whatever like Play to your people's strengths, and some people need attaboys. For some people, like you tell them they're doing a, a good job. Guy. Me too. We both are yeah. big. At, tell me we're doing. Tell us we're doing a good job for you. We're gonna like run through a wall for you. Yeah. But like some people need to be kicked in the ass. Some people need a little bit of tough love in order to get the best out of them. And like Jalen told us that he's like that. So I don't know. I, I'm really with you. I think. I think it was uh, 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 made out to be a bigger deal than it actually is. So in let me. And the, this is very classic, Ellie. Let me play devil's advocate just a little bit. On this. Okay. So, so a couple things. One, after this, this is, after, we'll just clip this one part out. Whatever you say now is your official take, according to, to yeah, social media. Yes. Exactly. Um, so, I do think two things. One, between this today and the AJ thing a few weeks ago, I think the NFL and like the broadcasting company and stuff like have to have a discussion about where the line is between just showing everything that goes on the sideline and like it impacting people's ability to do their job. Because while I definitely agree with you, like Sirianni knows how to get Jalen to work, clearly. Like they're unstoppable together as a head coach quarterback too. Jalen says he wants to get Coach Hart. Sirianni's really good at emotion. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with what Sirianni is doing, but I thought Joe Gilio Joe tweeted this. And I think there's like a little bit of an interesting truth to it. Where it's like, if you know you're going to be on camera and you know that this stuff gets picked up, like, I don't know, man, like, maybe don't yell it hurts. But on the flip side of that, it's like, uh, you but have it's to emotion. do your job. You're on the yeah. sideline. Like, I and get what, that. Like, but- it's what I was just talking about. Like, it's emotions run high when you're playing a sport. Like, you can't worry about what's being put on camera when you're yeah. trying to get the best out of a high-level athlete in the moment. I, like, I agree with that. If I agree Nick with Sirianni that. thinks yelling at Jalen that moment will get the best out of him the next time he goes out, the next drive, like then he can't worry about if that's on camera, you know? But then well, I guess what I'm saying is it's almost unfair then uh, to Sirianni. I don't know. That's like, just part of well, the look, whole we're, thing. Look, we're like, leading the pod talking about it. Like, both, we both said it wasn't a big deal. Like, agreed, agreed. So we'll hopefully smart people way. are able to yes, look past right. it and say no big deal like and look maybe it 
maybe it is something that that becomes something if they lose or this or that. But I just don't see it, and, and I, so I I get your point, but I just my think point like, my point is more so I don't love the fact. And this look, I love content. I work in the media. I just don't know if I love the fact that. Their sideline conversations, everything gets shown. I like shown. this. Like, You're I, looking out. I don't the know birds. if it's fair I appreciate to them. this. You, you are, know, you like, are, you are. This is this is. Uh, you are looking out for the Eagles, and I appreciate it. <laughs> this <laughs> but is. But you good. see my point, though. Like to a cer- to a certain extent. Yeah, like, I do. Like I the, just think it's part of the deal. But yeah, I yeah, it sure. is part I'm of sure the deal. But then if it's part it of the deal. But, but then you know, if it's part of the deal, like maybe you need to think about it. Like I don't know. I just. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think you change what you do. Like if you, if you think it's the best for the team, but let's get so, some other stuff. Let's get some other well, stuff. That's on Kelsey. You don't have it. Okay. Because I, I, I asked him about it and he had an answer basically. Okay. And I think you'll like this answer. He was talking about the frustration and he said like, yeah, like I got really frustrated out there. He didn't want to get into what it was. And he was like, but he said something like, and I swear to you guys, this is true. He was like, the people that I love the most are the people I get the most frustrated with. I've always been like that. So he was like, yes, I know it looks that way, but like, it's just because I really care about the guys out there, and so I'm comfortable being like that. And I think that kind of summarizes exactly what we see with Sirianni and Jalen and, and Kelsey. Like, on the surface, it looks bad, but if you know the team and you're around the team, like, I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. Again, I, I'm, I'm right there. I wasn't concerned about it really at all. Like, zero. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jalen, your thoughts. Uh, I said in the open, obviously, I thought, you know, I thought he was awesome today. Obviously, the interception wasn't great. It was a great play. Uh, by Witherspoon, Witherspoon um, yeah. but you know it was a mistake. But you know, I thought on the whole, obviously, we, you know, we mentioned it easily his best game running, and it wasn't just the the numbers wise. Like he had some really special special runs when they needed it, and I thought he had, you know was was pretty great throwing the ball again too. I mean, you know, obviously uh, they they didn't convert in the red zone um, and had some issues like that deep where I think play calling and Jalen both. Struggled a little bit, but on the whole, I mean, the accuracy was was great again. That one throw to AJ that he didn't catch was like just an unbelievable throw. Um, yeah. I, I just, you know, and again a win. You know, main thing's the main thing. I thought I, I I thought Jalen was really good today. I thought it was another step forward. Yeah. Um. I look like I think he's turning the ball over too much. Like that's my I, that I have to ding him for that. Like I'm big on the turnover thing. I think it was best quality. I don't want to say used to, but like he barely ever turned the ball over last year. This is now his fifth game. I think he does have five turnovers, maybe four. So like, I think it's important to point out that he is turning the ball over at a higher rate than he was before. That aside, I thought he was. I thought he was awesome. Like they moved the ball up and down the field. He made some super special throws. I thought early on, and I was texting with you about this during the game, and like maybe it didn't show on the broadcast, and maybe I could just be frankly wrong. To me it looked like he was missing guys. Like there were big plays to be made and he was not hitting them. So early on, I wasn't super impressed with them. But now that the game in its totality, like a ton of really nice throws. The throw to AJ before the half was an awesome throw. The throw to AJ along the sideline that was incomplete was an awesome throw. The throw to Goddard down the sideline was like a perfect throw. I thought he really showed off his touch throws today. Like Jalen's arm strength and his arm quality gets talked about a lot, but I think he throws awesome touch passes. Like he, that's why you see very few receivers drop balls from him because he really makes and throws a catchable ball. And I thought that was on display today. As a runner, me and you talked about this on the drive to parks on saturday like i thought though i think the him running thing is overblown like i think he's going down a little more than he used to but i 100 percent do not think that he like uh 
is lost a step as a runner, isn't as good. Jalen is able to make special plays when special plays are there to be made. Like if there are, if like you saw it today, like big runs, 13, 14 yards, 21 yards today, he can still be elusive in the open field. I have absolutely zero concern about Jalen as a runner. In fact, I'll take it a step further. I think you can make an argument he's matured as a runner this year. Like I think he is doing a little bit of a better job like avoiding contact. Even, you know, he's taken a few big hits like against the Patriots. But Overall, I think Jalen's been exactly what you want as a runner this year. So I, I feel very good about where Jalen is at as a runner, and I thought today he was he was special as a runner. Yeah, totally agree. And a lot of you know uh, interior running that we haven't seen, and uh, he was so smart about it, and the patience and the vision and all that good stuff. All right, uh, obviously AJ Brown was great again that one handed catch, the thirty two second drive. By the way, I mean. Was just good. won the game. It just won the elite, game. and and we'll get to the tush push in one second. But I want to quickly, you know, we spent so much time the last pod heading in, talking about the whole Got Dallas Goddard thing, yeah. and we expected this to be a game they got him involved in, and boy did they! Uh, Forty-four yards and a touchdown in the first drive ended up with a hundred and seventeen yards, significantly more than the eighty-eight you pointed out he had in the first four games. Just a. Uh, Awesome showing, and, and look, he flashed. He showed why he's so good. It was you know some great throws from Jalen, but also some great open field stuff from Goddard, some punishing stuff. Um, awesome to see. Yeah, and I think this is another reason Nick and, by extension, Jalen are just, like, very good at running a team. Dallas needed that. Like, people can say whatever they want. Like, he's happy when he's blocking, and it'll come around, and it's not, like— Dallas needed that. And I think for him to have it today, like it's really important for the chemistry of this team moving forward. I think it's important for an offense to get him involved. I think now when when you're the Jets and you're preparing for next week, you're like, you know, I guess earmuffs. Like, oh shit, we have to prepare for Dallas too now. You know, like I just, I thought it was important for it to happen. You could tell they came out, made a concerted effort to get him the ball right away. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, you know, you saw him at his best, like making plays after the run. He was running aggressive. There was on that... Big catch that he had down the sideline. It didn't end up working, but it looked like he was going to throw like a vicious. Uh, um, God, I can't, really, I can't think of the term. When a runner like puts his uh, fi- stiff arm. The fi- yeah, it looked like he was going to throw like a vicious stiff arm into the guy. It didn't really happen. Like, uh, I just, I, I thought that Dallas was awesome. I thought it was important and good of Sirianni to make sure he had that game. And that's what's weird about this offense. Like, they had over 400 yards of offense. They were 13 of 18 on third down. They, uh, they were just like awesome all day. Didn't score a ton of points, but you saw kind of today at their best. Devontae wasn't super involved. But like AJ and Dallas both over 100 yards. Like the passing game, it feels like we're a ways away from back where we were in week one. Totally. And look, the offensive line continues to dominate in the running game, especially late in games when they need it. Swift looked really good. Gamewell looked good as a second back with some really important runs. That big third down yeah, catch. Yeah, big third down. Yep. Yeah, like battling for it. And look, I think the coaching has been a little conservative from an offensive perspective. 100%. Agree. Yeah, like I, I don't have a I ton of— I would have kicked the field goal on fourth and three today. Like, I, it, it I, so I, as many points. Yeah, I, I don't think I would have, but I was. that one didn't bother me as much as, look, they got lucky with the 32-second 30, drive, but it felt like— I know, like he wanted to save some timeouts for offense, but it felt like he was kind of just conceding. Like they they threw that long touchdown to Puka, but before that, it was like he was just letting the clock run down. It was like, why not use the timeouts a little yeah, quicker, you that. know? Yep. So and then and then the the play calling at the end when you're trying to go up nine. Like I know you want to go up nine, but like you know, I understand run the ball, but maybe give Jalen and and AJ and Dallas and Devontae like one shot, like on third to try and like throw one and and then kick the field goal, you know. 
mm-hmm. so I just thought it was conservative across the board, which, you know, look, uh, again, they won and they moved the ball. Like, it's hard to criticize the play yeah, calling too day, much when they were down, having yep. 10, 13, whatever, you know, type play drives. And, and that's what the defense has given them, obviously. So I, I, I'm not – it's not a big critique – but I do think that they're a little conservative and, and they're going to have to start converting in the red zone against better teams to, to put up the points they need to. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball has been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Um, so we, we don't have a ton of time because Elliot has to go on the post game and then you'll get on a red eye home from L.A. So yes. uh, a couple of things I want to get to quickly before we get out of here. We'll get to the D in a sec, but the tush push. Obviously, it feels like every game, like there's some big moment with it. There's some, you know, talk about it. And it's so annoying. And we're not going to do it every week. As I've said, the tears of the haters fuel my soul. Every time someone hates it, it makes me love it more. Keep hating it. Um, your thoughts on the domination of it and, and ultimately using it at the end of the half and, and that spot and all that. So it's gotten to the point where the tush push, when they run it, there's like a notable buzz in the stadium. Like when they get, <laughs> when, when they get in the formation, like Eagles fans stand up. Oh, I other love fans, that so like, much. Dude. I can just hear, I can like feel Peter King, like watching it from afar, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's shaking his it's, head disapprovingly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's become like the thing in the NFL. And I actually think unfairly that's going to be one of the reasons it's focused on so much. If everybody would just like relax I agree. about it, I agree. It's that's why that it's going to be gone, Elliot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but if everyone yeah. just shut up and let them do it, and other teams are doing it, other teams are trying, and other teams like even if they suck at it, if other teams are like doing it, they're acknowledging that that's a play and all that. Like, but now everyone's calling well, brotherly shove and. It's I like know, a big NFL deal. It's screwed. It, it, we official sh- account. We like, should all enjoy it while we have it, like because it's gone. Well, and so and they'll <laughs> still be Jaylen. good because of Jalen and J- know, Kelsey and so Dickerson dumb. and Mylotta. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Right. So Nick and Jalen have started to take a little bit of a victory lap on it. Like Nick, I guess so. Their whole, you know, Nick has that Saturday night meeting where he like has a big point for the team. It sounds like it focused on the tush push, and this was actually really good by Nick. He basically said like he showed how the tush push and their quarterback sneak has evolved since like the first time they ran it in 2021 to what they are now, nice. and he used it as a as a talking point of like look how much we've matured and grown, and like from the outside looking in, it looks like we're the same, but actually if you look at like the detail of this and like how Jalen does that, like we've really improved. And that's so true. Like, by the way, the Schefter thing where he's like, you know, the safety committee is involved because oh, it's the, the dumbest thing ever. Hurt. They never it's practice like, the it. Giants- and two guys, like the Eagles have never gotten hurt. Like, what are we doing? Right. It's like, can the Giants just not ruin anything? Like, they ruin taking running backs. The one in four Giants, the by the way, yeah, Elliot. The one in four Giants, exactly. So that's r- ridiculous. But um, Nick did say, like, you know, quite frankly, we, we run it better than anybody else. And Jalen said something to that effect as well. So I kind of think you can sense they're getting annoyed by it and they're ready to take a bit of a victory lap and be like, hey, guess what? Like, you know, like, we, we, this, we just do it because we do it, not because um, – not because like of some cheating formation. So it's going to be a thing. They're going to run it in the Super Bowl probably this year and everybody's going to get up, you know, up in a twist about it. Like 
I just wish people would get over it. It's so it's just a, it's just a quarterback sneak with a push. Like I, everyone else is allowed to run it. Like it's a personnel thing. It's not a play thing. So I just uh, yeah. But it, but it is a fun thing now. Whenever it's ran, it feels like you know a, a very a buzz in the stadium. Yeah, I love it. And especially when these other teams run it and fail, it makes me that much more prideful about it. All right, um, the defense. We haven't gotten there, and that's unfair. You know the D. Like, I think a really impressive showing in that they came out for that first half and really just got kind of worked. You know, a couple stops here and there, yep. but it really felt like the Rams could move the ball at will. Uh, Stafford slinging it around, two touchdowns through the air, and then, you know, they didn't score again, man. And, and you know, Jalen Carter, two sacks. Uh, Hassan Reddick, the closer. Like, yeah, big, big sacks at the yeah. end there. Um, you know, again, it wasn't perfect. Darius Slay had a really rough first half. But I thought on the whole, you know, especially uh, from a coaching staff perspective, you know, the last few weeks, Washington, too, the team has looked much, much better in the second half than in the first half, you know, on average. Um, so, uh, you know, I thought uh, at first I thought we would be coming on the pod and talking about, hey, man, another horrible showing from the defense, <laughs> especially the past events, and, uh, and we're not. Yeah. So I actually think the defense outplayed the offense today. Like sure. I, I think that's an interesting if, take. If, if you remove the initial first impression, which certainly matters a lot in life, as we know, like they held the Rams to 14 points, and Zach Berman brought highlighted this to me after the game. We were walking the locker room. I don't think the Rams ran a play inside Eagles territory the whole second half. Like like it, they they completely dominated this unit, and you know all last year when I would talk when we would get into heated battles about the defense in Gannon. My ultimate point was always, hey, like 17 points or, you know, like 20 points or whatever. They gave up 14 points. Like all week, and while everyone wasn't talking about the Phillies, the talking point mm. for this game was they're going to need a lot of points because this Eagles defense is going to give up a lot of points. I thought that too. I thought they'd give up 27 points. They gave up, you know, roughly half of that. Like the beginning was definitely tough. And I think you could see that it was a personnel thing. Like early on, Cooper Cup was covered, I think in the same series by... Mario Goodrich, Eli Ricks, and Nicholas Moreau. Like, that's just not a good matchup. Like, I like Eli Ricks as a lot as a young player. Moreau's been really good. Like, all those things. But, like, it's Cooper Cup. I know it's his first game back, but he's arguably the best receiver in the entire NFL when, when he's, you know, healthy. So, just a really tough matchup um, for them. But overall, like, I think Sean Desai outcoached Sean McVay. Like, I don't see how you can make any argument that, that he didn't. Like, maybe you could argue Desai might have better personnel than, I guess, the Rams offense. But he gave up 14 points, and almost all of, all of them were in the first half. And, like, yeah, so I think overall, like, I don't know what their switch was. Like, I'll have to, you know, see what Honest NFL tweets out about it and how, like, what their, how they broke down and how they changed it. But I know they gave up 14 points, and they basically shut a Rams offense down that all week they were supposed to have problems with. So I thought it was uh, an incredibly impressive performance from the defense. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And, and again, credit to Desai because – you know, really felt in the first half like they were just um, unable to stop Cooper Cup, unable to stop that slant pass. It was just, uh, I felt like an automatic. And, you know, Cup I felt like I had one catch in the second half or two catches or something. And they really clamped down and uh, and they got more pressure. And, you know, again, shout out to, to I mean, Jalen Carter is it is it is it is it's unbelievable. unbelievable. He it might is, be an all pro player this year. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, a great point, Elliot. Like he might be. He is. Uh, he is as good a rookie as we've had here in a a really long time. Like he is. Did you see special? Um, 
Did you see his quote after the game that I tweeted out? I retweeted it. I retweeted it. I loved it. That's how I know I made it. Yeah. Um, loved but for those it. who maybe, for whatever reason, don't follow me or James on Twitter, um, like, he basically was like, the crowd was so loud. And this is a compliment of the crowd, but I also think it says a lot about him. Like, he said the crowd was so loud that the Rams had to change how they snapped the ball. And he noticed a difference in the snap. And because of that, he was able to get off the line much quicker and dominate. And like, that is, I actually think the biggest thing I've learned about Jalen Carter since he's gotten here is he was, per, he was kind of painted the picture of, or like, you know, talked about as a player that was like just better than everyone else. So he was able to dominate and that's why he didn't have to practice hard and like all those things. The dude is smart, like from a football perspective. Yeah, I, no you know, doubt. Obviously, off the field, we can no have doubt. that debate about whatever. But like, from as a football player, like he watches tape, he picks things up during the game, like all those things. So, I think he's been incredibly impressive. It's clear he watches tape and learns from it. And like, the dude's unbelievable. Like the sack he had today, I think. It's oh. not hard to have a highlight sack, because <laughs> but like when he took Stafford and basically threw him like a totally, dude, totally. And then and then on the next play, I actually thought they should have called a safety. Like Jalen, like Jalen was double teamed, got through it, and was held in that in the end zone. Like I, uh, yeah, I mean he's he's literally everything they could have hoped for and more. I wanted them to draft Bijan. I think Bijan would have been insane here, but like. I mean, this is like it's the literally, literally the best player you could have hoped for in the whole draft from them. Like it's you, you could not ask for more. Like very often with Howie's drafts, or not very often, but you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, they should have taken this guy, or like this guy was there. Yeah, like, no, no, there's if, no one else. If it, the all the other teams, yeah, the eight other teams are like should have taken that guy. Maybe other than the Texans and Stroud. I was gonna say, I think the and maybe only Richardson. Team that, I, yeah, maybe Richardson, but I think. If there was a redraft today, like quarterback's a weird position. Yeah, but, but like no Carter's question. the first non-quarterback taken. Easily, and maybe honestly, maybe even like the second. Let's put it this player. way: I think that you know, he's the first pick. Like, if you take quarterbacks off the board, I think he's the first pick in the vast majority of the last fifteen or twenty drafts. You know what I mean? Like that guy, yeah, or like, or like a top three pick, if you know what I mean. Like he's like you know Sauce Gardner last year, like. Like you take Jalen Carter for yeah, Sauce Gardner, position. Yeah, yeah so that's my point. Like he is, it's dude. They got him at nine. It's like well, the other part of it's this crazy. Is like, it's crazy. It's you crazy. Know you know, I love this hypothetical. Like if there was a redraft of the entire league, I don't think it's a stretch to say Jalen Carter might be a first round pick. Like when you take like you know, outside of quarterbacks, ages, if you took quarterbacks off the board. No, I'm saying if I'm saying including quarterbacks. Wow, like, I, that's I think, bold. I don't know about I think that. Like, well, let me talk you through it. Like, I think 20 to 22 quarterbacks will go in the first round, right? So, like, so you obviously, like, be eight, nine. I mean, Parsons I mean, he would might go. Be. Parsons would Parsons, go. Uh, I like get your sauce, point cause, because of co if contracts included. Yeah, that's contract, age, and position, and yeah. skill, like. <laughs> I like I, oh, I'll put it this like way. He definitely doesn't make it out of the second round. It's, oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. So, Which but, is but awesome. by, by saying that, we're saying he's a top 64 player yeah. in the entire NFL. No, it's right unbelievable. Now. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, uh, it's. Whew, it's really exciting. All right. Um, yeah. That that's all I have my notes. I had penalties on my notes because there were a lot of them, but some of them, like, I'm sure you couldn't see as well, but a couple of the face masks, like, weren't face masks, but um, ultimately they need to, to tighten up some of that, but. Um, did you have anything else you want to get into before we get out of here? Um, my last thought would just be, we touched on it a little, but I wanted to circle back and give one more thing. Like 
I don't know, man. There are a lot of like situational things that they do that I disagree with, and it works out. They're five and zero. They win all the time. Like I could just be wrong, like for sure. But I do feel like a lot of times I'm up in the press box, and to your point, like I'm like, why aren't you calling a timeout? Totally, like, dude. I, aggressive Elliot, here? I agree you, with why that. Why aren't you going for it on fourth? Like even today, I think it was a third and six, and they kicked a field goal. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like you have AJ Brown, Devontae Dallas Goddard, Jalen Hurts. Like you're six yards from the end zone. Like there, he's just. I think that if Sirianni coached in high school, he would never, ever do any, like, analytically driven things. Like, I think he would always, like, kick a field goal and fourth down. I think he'd very rarely go for it. on Like, I think Sirianni is, like, kind of pressured into doing some of the things he does. But as his co- at his core, and I think it shines through, I just don't think he's an aggressive coach. Like, I just don't. Doesn't mean he's not a good coach, but I don't. I don't think he's, like, great at managing the game. Like, he's very good at it, but I don't think he's, like, special at it. And I don't think he is very aggressive and it's not bad they win but it's just i don't know that's like kind of sometimes how i leave a game feeling like like they, they still feel rough around the edges to me yeah look i think i can't go there yet because i think sirianni last year did a a fantastic job of that kind of stuff and he does have two new coordinators and that yeah, is he wasn't like good in the super bowl no i know but that was the just, super just bowl saying. Out, yeah. You know, a biggest stage, their nerves. I'm just saying, like, he does have two new coordinators. The whole game flow, the whole thing is different. Like, I'm not ready to go there. It's been a, a – and, again, it hasn't been disasters. No, I, I no, think it's just sure. been, like, some might go the other way on and some they're a little conservative on. Again, and, this and, is like – And they're 5-0, and is, oh, you know? Yeah, so, this, this is what so, we always talk about, how yeah. they're, like, the Philadelphia Crimson Tide, like the Alabama Eagles. Like, I'm looking for, like, complete perfection. Yeah. Yeah, basically. so like, I, I can't get there yet. Yeah. But look, the, I do think that these are the kind of things that you talk about now. It's the penalties. It's that. It's the the kind of weird play calling or weird decisions and critical downs or the the red zone struggles like that has been somewhat consistent. Like that's the kind of stuff that you look at and you mark and you talk about. And if it's happening in five weeks, in six weeks, in four weeks when they're playing these big games, then it's going to come back to bite them. And that's the stuff that you have to kind of hope that they're going to get better at and correct and yeah. work on but ultimately they're 5 and 0 oh. they they were the dominant team today physically and and really should have won you the game by that. more I thought you were really right about that yeah, they really so like, controlled they the imposed game. their will like yeah. so you know I, I i agree i think it's fair that there's stuff that to be critical about right now but i i think the the predominant thing people should feel is Man, the Eagles are five and zero, coming off a Super yeah, Bowl a appearance. Machine. Yeah, <laughs> with three wins on the road and and an offense that's getting better and looking better. A quarterback that seems to have found his rhythm back, and you know a lot of talent. You know. Yeah, I agree. So, all right, you got any final thoughts before we get out of here? I do a quick one. Um, look, I know I'm coming from Philly, which is the best sports town in the world. So like any place I go right now is going to feel not as but like. I'm sorry. Like West, the West Coast is not a serious sports coast. I'm Tell sure there are people that, live here that that are Tell that are big yeah. sports fans and like all these things. But like, if your game started at 10 a.m. on Sunday, like I'm sorry, it's not serious. Like it's Sunday night football right now. It's still sunny out. Like I don't know. I I have lots of friends in Los Angeles. I know there's great sports fans, but like. I just love the East Coast. Like, I'm like, I just, it's a true sports coast. The West Coast has qualities that are good. Sports are not one of them. Like, I'm just, the Eagles fans are the ones that made this one special. If they didn't let Eagles fans in here today, it would have been like 60% empty and like quiet enough where I could probably hear them talk on the field. Like, it's, 
It's just I, I can't take Los Angeles seriously as a sports city. And James Harden, like, you're making a mistake going here if that's what you do. Yeah, I want you to go there, James Harden. But, I know you do. I but know. Uh, I think it's a great take, and there's a lot of transplants there anyway. And, like, let's be honest. It's a mentality thing. Like, everything's, like, you know, uh, kind of yeah, exactly. relax and stuff. Like, we're serious here. Like, we right. live and die with our teams. Like, you know, so yeah. I'm with you. You know me. I could never like they would want to kill. They would kick me out of the West Coast. They'd be like, you are way too intense. Well, right? yeah, I was going to say your yeah. energy. Yeah, I you, would not you, be allowed. You have major East say. Coast energy. Big yeah. time East Coast vibes. All right. My final thought. And I'm happy you mentioned it because it's actually like almost like a perfect uh, way to lead in talking about the thing that made it was the fans. My final thought was the single thing I'm thinking as I'm watching this game the most often consistently as I hear the crowd get loud when the Eagles are on defense. I hear the cheers when they score. I hear the cheers at the end is like, come to Dallas with us for the fans of Philly. Trip. Oh, like, yeah. So I had some people come up to me that are so awesome. I, I know, can't wait, I dude. Like I was watching I this being like, I can't wait to be those fans being loud on national television, letting everyone know how well Eagles fans travel. Like, come with us. It's going to be awesome. You said you're, so you I, talked I have to some a, people? I had some, yeah, I talked to people that are coming today. Like, fans of Philly. I mean, the tailgate was insane. They had, like, two food trucks. One was bagels. One was tacos. It was, like, 300 people. Like, Dallas is just going to be dope. Like, obviously, it'll be dope because we're there and we're going to have go birds. But, like, in general, it's going to be sick. I actually have a tease, and I won't tell Ooh. you, and we'll, we'll end it. So well, I have heard from a go birds listener that is coming that you don't know yet. Wait, like in terms of like, I know who the Go Birds listener you know is, but is. I Correct, don't know yeah. they're coming? Correct, Ooh. yes. Yeah. Love yeah. that. I can't wait. Yeah, I thought you would. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. All right, so come hang with us. It's going to be a freaking party. Look, the birds are 5-0, and oh, man. Stacking wins on the way. Um, all right, we'll be back later in the week, obviously, uh, to uh, – Get you some set. Phillies games going yeah, on. Yeah, some Phillies games going on. We'll be doing that, but we'll be talking birds, too, and getting set for your uh, Eagles-Jets as they uh, they roll along and win games. Elliot, uh, you know, get get your flight, man. Get home. Thank right, you. buddy. Excited to get back to Philly. Yeah, we're excited to have you. All right, uh, oh, until next week. 5-0, and oh, baby. He's Elliot M. James. <laughs>